0: Luke chapter 4 verses 23 through 27 beginning at verse 23 and he said unto them he will surely say unto me this proverb physician heal thyself whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum do also here in thy country And he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Sepratah, the city of Sidon, unto a woman, that was a widow and many lepers were in Israel in the time of Eliasius the prophet and none of them was cleansed saving Naaman the Syrian this is God's word well we're looking at the Lord's first appearance in public ministry as recorded in Luke's gospel Mark also referred to this, Mark chapter six, but it wasn't as detailed. It was a setting of public worship. or study from this passage has a hermeneutical, a homiletical or a hermeneutical intent. Um, I said that at the beginning, homiletics, is the preparation of Bible study or sermons. Hermeneutics is the science of interpreting scripture. Now you may say, why are you teaching this class? Well, because the church need to know these things just as much as those who are teaching. Um, you need to know these things, you need to know if a pastor has correct hermeneutics and homiletics, when you stand up, you know, you know to these big phrases, don't let them intimidate you. This is what you're learning in, in training. Um, but but the, even though it has this intent, it, this study is meant to be profitable for all who are reading the Bible and all who are studying the Bible. If you're teaching children, you should know these things that I'm sharing. If you're teaching a ladies' class, you should know these things. If you're teaching a Bible study, you should know them. And that's why I felt obligated to come here with, with these studies. I'm a listener and I listen to, 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 to those who speak. And, and, and that's another reason I come with this class, with, with, this, with these series of studies. Since the scripture is profitable for training in righteousness we are using this passage in Luke 4 as a gauge to how we ought to approach the ministry of God's word The Lord was given a book in Luke 4 It was a scroll or a copy of Isaiah's prophecy We all know this And we noted four things in the Lord's public ministry of the word in the synagogue. And I hope you remember these four things if you sat in this class with the two messages I shared. I shared proclamation, exposition, application, and the disposition of those present in the synagogue. And most likely I wouldn't get to that. In our first study, we look at proclamation when the Lord Jesus stood up and we explain what it means to stand. Uh, He he stood up, yeah, but I explained that. We are told that he opened the book. And you know what it means to open the book. He proclaimed the words of Isaiah 61. Second, we are told that he sat down and this was not an idol sitting down to listen to anyone he's the son of god the text said that all eyes were fastened on him in other words he sat down to teach that was the custom in those days for a rabbi to sit and to teach and we said this is the exposition the Lord is doing of the word when He sat down, and then He said, "This day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing?" He said, "Hearing our ears." Let me look at it for myself. I don't need no um, any, any, any any prompt. I don't. Uh, let me see. your ears this prophecy this is fulfilled in your ears yeah in your ears is correct exposition of the scripture point others to the Lord Jesus Christ this scripture is fulfilled in your ears in other words I am the personification of what I just exposed to you, what I just read to you. The people ask, is this, is this not Joseph's, Joseph's son? Of course, in the Mark account, it says more. Um, it says more than this, it cited his family. But they're wrong, of course, this was not Joseph's son. Jesus was not Joseph's son. They were wrong. He is, this is the son of God who is proclaiming the word, who is exegeting the word. This is not Joseph's son. He is not subject to error. This is the perfect teacher, the son of God. Now this evening we come to our third point, application of the scriptures, the text I read to you, verses 23 through 27. Application of the scriptures. A famous pastor once said that exposition without application is like a house without a front door, or it's like a highway without an exit ramp. House without a front door, you can't get in, you can't get out. A highway without an exit ramp, you don't know where to get off. And if I am one that is bringing the word of God, explaining the word of God with no application, your preaching is like a house without a front door or a highway without an exit ramp. Nobody knows where to go after you finish. It it is a reminder of what the prophet Jeremiah said in his days about the prophets. He says, for they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly saying peace peace when there was no peace Now applications should not be general they should be specific in applications they should be specific what Jeremiah was saying is that the prophets were not addressing the sins in the congregation they were everybody's friends. They were talking around the issues and not speaking about the issues. In the Lord's exposition, he made an application that can be divided into at least three parts, and I will list them. I had four, but I would not be able to cover four. So I would weave one of them into the tree First his application was immediate Verses 23 and 24 Look at verse 23 And he said unto them Ye will surely say unto me this proverb Physician heal thyself Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum Do also hear in thy country this is an application application of the scriptures in one's exposition varies let me explain certain factors must be taken into account the culture you are proclaiming the word of god to i cannot make the same applications here as i would make in memberi but I can make this, I have to make the same exposition, but not the same applications. You understand what I'm saying, rather often. The same with a class. Um, uh, you you cannot expect to make the same applications to six and seven year olds that you would make to twenty five year old boys. I mean, young men in scripture, rather often. Uh, the, the applications vary. We must take certain things into account. Not only the culture, the spiritual condition of those hearing the word of God. Thirdly, the objective one has in bringing the word of God, we should know these things. Sometimes we wonder if a person has an objective at all in in delivering what they're delivering what i'm trying to show the people that i'm ministering to no jesus in his application was immediate consider the phrase and he said unto them the lord jesus was not throwing words in the air he was speaking to those at hand he said unto them sometimes you wonder who we are speaking to when we are speaking This is what immediate application does. Immediate application addresses the need at hand. He said two things unto them. You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever you have heard done in Capernaum, do also hear in thy country. The Lord Jesus told them what, what was on their hearts he knew. I don't know, but he knew. And sometimes you make applications and nobody tell you anything. And people confront you, oh, you said, I, I didn't say anything, I don't know anything. Don't ever come to me and, and tell me nonsense like that. Because I don't know, I don't know anything about anybody. I'm the last to know. But sometimes the applications comes home to the hearts of those who are doing exactly what the application is saying. And then people get blamed. You shouldn't get blamed. Nobody should get blamed. I'm talking about immediate applications. The Lord knew their hearts. The Lord knew the contempt that his hometown people had for him. They were implying that a physician should heal themselves And their people, before they heal others, they were saying, we we heal them people, what about you? What about your hometown? They had contempt for the Lord Jesus. They wanted Jesus to do the same signs he did in Capernaum to, to be done in Nazareth. And guess what? The Lord did nothing in Nazareth, even though he was from there. As a matter of fact, the Mark 6, 5, and 6 text says, this records the same incident, Mark 6, 5, and 6. It says, "No, he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. And you could read the broader context of the Mark account, but Jesus did nothing in his hometown. Not that, because he couldn't, but because of the hardness of the hearts of his own people. Now we should pay attention to this because history is repeating itself in our very church. Uh, we should pay close attention. Um, and this is the beauty of the word of God, and especially with immediate applications. He said in verse 24, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. You see how he's making immediate applications? No prophet, including me, is accepted in his own country. second person plural is used again in this text notice verse 24 clearly he says verily I say unto you he was not general I I am speaking to you the Lord was not speaking to himself he was addressing the people in the synagogue at Nazareth where he grew up there are many applications recorded in the New Testament many um, that you can look at especially from the Apostles who taught and preached for instance in that sermon at Mars Hill the Apostle Paul uh, stood again you see Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said you men of Athens I perceive that in all things, you are too superstitious. That's an immediate application. For as I passed by, I beheld your devotions. I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship him or this one I declare unto you." That's an immediate application. Paul proceeded to proclaim the gospel to those at Athens. As I said, application should not be general lest one will be sending their mail to the wrong address. If you send out a letter, you don't send out a blank front you have an address on it it'll come back to you if you have to send a name on it so understand what i'm saying there is a difference between immediate and personal targeted applications targeted applications is when one singles out someone that's wrong that's taboo that's gutter preaching But application should be immediate, based on the the situation of the people you are ministering to. I hope that we pick up on these things, that our skills would be sharpened. We, We read in the Old Testament, when Nathan the prophet confronted David the king, he made an immediate application. You and I would have been afraid. Of, of, the, of the king. Uh, I can you know, he, he, he preached the gospel, he, he gave a parable, um, and, and David was He understood it quite well. But when it came to the immediate application, David broke. And this is the beauty of making immediate applications. Nathan said to David it is you I'm speaking to it is you who took the man's wife it is you who have sinned David was led to confess his sin so the first thing we see here in this Presenting this exegesis by Jesus, we see the first thing, his application was immediate. The second thing we see in our Lord's application is that it was historical. It was historical, verses 25 and 26. Now, when we say historical, we are referring to biblical and not secular history. The Lord referred to history in the Bible, which is meant to convey this spiritual message. Verse 25 says, but I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias. And this obviously is Elijah. When the heaven was shut up three years and six months. When great famine was throughout all the land. Now, from this statement, we can see that our Lord valued the scripture as truth. He didn't pick out Plato or one of those, or commentary. He, this historical application was the scripture. And notice what he said, but I tell you a truth. The Bible we preach and teach must be viewed as the truth. And some men preach and teach the Bible, and it is not the truth to them. They don't believe it because they don't do it. They ain't doing it. And Jesus was very clear, but I tell you a truth. Some people do not believe what they're reading is truth. You can teach a Sunday school class and not believe what you're teaching. And this is dangerous. The Lord is reminded, reminding his hearers of that time when there was a famine in Israel. He was also reminding them of the days of Elisha, the successor of Elijah. There were historical prophets. They were real men. In modern applications, we can be historical in referring to the prophets as well. I love the prophet, especially Isaiah. Things have not changed much. In our day things have not changed at all. Verses twenty six and twenty seven goes on, but unto none of them was Elijah sent except unto Sarta a city of Sodom unto a woman that was a widow, and many lepers were in the time of Eliasus, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed saving Naaman, the Syrian. Now you may remember these incidents if you're reading the Old Testament, and you should be. Elijah was sent to widow of Zarephath and Elisha healed Naaman, the Syrian, from leprosy. These individuals were outsiders of the kingdom. So the Lord is quite deliberate in saying what he's saying. He was, he was telling them, look, um, the Lord didn't necessarily send me to you. Jews he sent me to the Gentiles this is what he's implying because these two were Gentiles so after our Lord's exposition his applications were immediate to those he spoke second he was historical but thirdly I come to the last point and this is maybe as far as I will go this evening. Um, The third point, it was illustrative. And I get this point out of the substance that I just looked at. Illustrative, and this is another way of exposition, illustrations, illustrations found in the scriptures. The history that Jesus brought to attention was also illustrative of truths, many truths. The Lord was showing that his ministry was not necessarily for the Jews. And that is why he cited the widow to the north of Israel and Naaman the Syrian. They understood what he was saying. That's what angered them. He was given an illustration of his ministry. Jesus was not a national Savior, but he came as the Savior of the world. He says, But I tell you a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent except Zarephath city of Sidon unto a woman that was a widow and this is another clue in the illustration we are widows he is sent to us we are orphans this is the illustration he's given us but you have to pick it out yourself it was illustrative of the prevailing condition in Israel that day there were many widows there were pictures of the nation of israel who had no husband and if you're unsaved, that's you and that's you and me orphan widow and his his illustrations are dripping with truth behold i tell you a truth the second thing the illustration in this revealing condition was famine in the land there's a famine also here and he has come with the bread of life in this famine so his preaching his exposition was not only immediate it was illustrative Second one, of course, was historical, and that's why I keep saying the history in the Bible is the gospel being preached to us. Read it, read it. The Lord is sovereign, as the gospel is proclaimed. Not many people will believe the gospel. I, I get, I get, kind of, you know mad when I see people um, sending these letters, you know, and, and there's only one or two people that do it. I don't even bring the letters for you to read, to hear. Every time you read, oh, 20 get saved, 20 were baptized, and 20 recommitted themselves to service. What, what, is, what is those things, Brother Presley? Uh, don't, don't follow those things, man. You know, who's getting the glory now? We we'll stay away from that numbers game. See the Lord is preaching here. Not many people uh, would be no nobody ain't running to come in our church. The Lord is faithful though. Those who were listening, as I said, understood very well what the Lord Jesus was saying and whom he was addressing the the audience understood very well and and people will know when correct applications are made that you are speaking to them they would know well of course we should get to the fourth point with this position because this is another this is another um, another another point that I, I may not, not get back to. But verse verse 28 introduced the disposition Mm -hmm. where we read, and all there in the synagogue, when they heard these things were filled with wrath. Here you see the disposition surface of the people in that. Why would they fill with wrath? Anger, that's the word. When Jesus first spoke, the Bible says they all wondered at the gracious words that proceeded out of his mouth. Yes, the Bible contained gracious words, but the meaning of the gracious words we may not like. That was the problem. When he when he resorted to the application they became angry. The psalmist says Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Psalm nineteen one sixty five. The exposition and application of the scriptures should not be offend one who loves the gospel you should never offend them and some people in our church are offended when they are corrected especially when you correct them one on one preach to me from there but don't come to me and correct me So what's the point in you being a Christian? Great peace have they which love thy law or the gospel and nothing shall offend them. Nothing, the good things, the bad things, the exposition of scripture and the application should not offend a person that loves the gospel. It is only the lost stubborn sinner that will be offended by application from the scripture. The method of the perfect minister, the Lord Jesus, should be helpful to those who are sharing the scriptures. I give you three logs in application. Proclamation is important how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall we preach except we be sent? But proclamation is general for all. Exposition and application are for those under the word, those who are seated, those who worship, Those who are regular, application is for you. And some of us can't even be regular. We are cheating ourselves of the word of God. And as I said many times, and I say it again, people of this sort, may not even be converted. They may have made a decision, but that, that doesn't mean anything. Or could we read the Bible and study the Bible, hear the Bible explain, and remain the same way? It is beyond me. Application should be immediate, or let me put it another way, relative, historical, illustrative that we can understand what is being taught to us but the warning is that many may be as those in Nazareth who stiffened themselves against the word because it came from one of their own Jesus of Nazareth and that is one of the problems with the church, one of their own dare to tell them what the scripture said. May this not happen to anyone here. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks for your most holy, precious, soul-stirring word. And we look at the preacher, the very God of the universe, where we were able to pick apart these words to see how you rightly divide the word of truth. Help us in our endeavor to serve you, to be people of the word of God, people who are not afraid to speak the word, but let us be careful that we are pointing one finger at others and four, back at ourselves we pray you will help us to live exemplary lives before our people that they may see christ and that they may glorify him we pray in jesus name amen